Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 40 and welcome to the year 2020. It's very exciting. Kind of can't believe it. Uh, man, 2019 was a trip. Uh, probably for everyone, but like really it was for me. Um, I feel like every single new thing that like, well, this isn't true. Not every single new thing that could happen happened, but a lot of new things happened that were exciting. And I'm really excited for 2020. Um, I know I've talked about it a little bit, but I'll be releasing my album this year and hopefully doing some really cool podcast interviews. It's all very exciting. Um, so back in November, I went to Dallas to do some podcast interviews there. And I'll just like kind of tell you guys how it happened. So I, I got up kind of early in the morning. Um, I flew to Dallas and because, because of the time change, like when I got there, I had like lost a couple of hours and then I, I got the rental car. Um, and then I was driving in like Dallas rush hour from the airport and I went straight to Jalisco Norte where Jose works. Um, and I kind of had a headache. I was like real tired. Um, and oh my gosh, I just sat down to interview Chef Jose and it was just amazing. I loved talking with him so much and I felt like so much just kind of gratitude um, for the fact that I had this opportunity to not just meet, but like have kind of an in-depth conversation with this person who there's really like no reason why I ever should have met him, let alone like getting to have this, this really nice conversation. It just made me kind of feel like, oh, this is what this is about. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to let you guys know like what that felt like for me, um, to meet Jose and kind of get his story. Um, I'd love to read you his bio. Um, at the helm of the Jalisco Norte kitchen is Chef Jose Meza, one of Mexico's finest. Meza has spent his career at culinary meccas, including Rene Redzepi's Noma in Copenhagen, Denmark, and Enrique Olvera's Pujol in Mexico City. Hailing from Mexico City himself, Meza most recently led the kitchen at famed restaurant Carolina at the St. Regis Punta Mita Resort, as well as the Nizuc Resort and Spa, named Best New Restaurant in Mexico by Travel and Leisure in 2014. Meza now brings his contemporary approach to Mexican cuisine to Jalisco, elevating traditional dishes with a modern twist while maintaining the integrity of his country's cuisine. Um, and I just want to say while I'm, while I'm doing the intro, you guys go on Facebook or just the internet to Jalisco Norte's page or website and look at some of the things that Jose has made. And if you are in Texas or you are going to Texas soon, please, for me, go to Jalisco Norte. Um, everything is so beautiful. And after I interviewed Jose, I stayed and ate the Oaxacan mole enchiladas and they were so good. Um, yeah. So again, welcome to 2020. And here's Chef Jose. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary, and sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections, but we also have to network. Yep. 
even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by Wash Wizard. Wash Wizard is a cool little sphere that uses bioceramic technology to wash your clothes. I'm always looking for new eco-friendly products that are also useful and effective, and Wash Wizard definitely checks those boxes. A few months ago, I bought one for our home and we've been loving it, so I reached out to Wash Wizard to ask for a promo code for my listeners. Wash Wizard completely replaces laundry detergent and lasts for 1,500 loads of laundry. It's great for sensitive skin, it eliminates odor, bacteria, and mildew, and it reduces rust and lime buildup in your washing machine. Head to shop.getwashwizard.com and enter promo code ARTIFICE20, that's all caps, A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E-2-0, for 20% off your purchase today. Great. Well, this is very exciting. I'm here in Dallas with yes. Chef Jose Meza, right? Meza, Meza? Well, yes, it's Mesa. It sounds like table in yeah. Spanish. But I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. Oh. So, But my last name is with Z instead Meza. of Z. So that's the difference. Meza. Yeah, so I, I obviously have never met Chef Jose before, and I've also never been to this restaurant, but I'm eating here later tonight, so I'm really excited. Thank you, um, thank you. How long have you been in the States or, or in Texas? So we moved uh, to open the restaurant almost two years ago. Uh, wow. Since July of 2017. Awesome. So and you were in Mexico City before that? Yeah. I cool. born and raised in Mexico City. Uh, I was working at Cancun before moving to Dallas. Awesome. And I'm just going to turn you up. Yeah. That's uh, just a part of all the places that I've worked before. So. Well, we'll start at the beginning. I just wanted to have like a vague idea. So for this podcast, like I, I like to talk with people about like the work that they're doing, but I really mostly want to get to know people's like kind of their stories. Yeah. yeah. You can like pick up that whole thing and move it. Just yeah. however you're comfy is the right, is all the right. right answer. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so usually when I, I ask my guests at the beginning, when you were a little kid, how, what kind of creative, creative stuff were you doing? What kind of creativity? Well, well uh, about myself, it's kind of funny because when I first started cooking, I was like five, four years old. I really? was pretty young. And I always been curious about food and yeah. get involved in the kitchen, helping mom yeah. and just involved in the regular daily basis at, at the family in the house. That's great. And I don't know why I feel that attachment no I, I feel like I need to know more and know how to yeah. do it and was that like do you have siblings do you have like yes a yes I have a, a younger sister okay she is two years younger than me so and like I, I don't know that much like culturally is it like is it kind of like all children cook or like just you want it to be cooking well it's fun because after being after growing and having friends of my own and my same age, yeah. I find out that I was the only one yeah. that really cares about kitchen, about food. But I always did because it was kind of like my hobby. I really enjoyed being in the kitchen and yeah. doing what I knew at that time, how to do it. And yeah, to so my friends, to my, to my family, that my friends always pushed me. Like They were the ones at the beginning who was encouraged me to do a career about 
around the food, around yeah. like a chef. When were like at what age were your friends starting to like encourage you that way? It was uh, when we were around 15, 16 years okay, so old. Like pretty young. Okay, great. Let's and let's like let's talk a little bit more about like little baby Jose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when you were cooking with your mom, um, like I, I think I I want to know like when you were first being curious about cooking, did you feel like it was like some of it was like you wanted to spend time with your mom, or you feel like you were like it was just you were really curious about food. Like well, I, I believe I believe the secret behind it is because I actually like eating yeah, a lot. Same. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what at the beginning made me curious on how like how do I dry get that to taste rice, better? <laughs> yeah. Get into that bluffy and yeah. like yummy food. So I I believe it was about just know how to prepare the food and why does the reactions, the chemic, no, uh, burning, uh, yeah. develop that all that uh, flavor wise. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't really believe it was just to help mom or spend time with her, even if I really like it. Sure, it's fun because I after start cooking, my mom stopped cooking it, and I yeah. I started learning from her, and then she was like, "No, I don't know how to do it. You do it better. You do so it. Just do it." You're okay. I love that so much. So first your mom was kind of teaching you, and then how old were you when you like took over? The same as when I started getting involved in kitchen, like around 15, 15. 16 years old. And she, did, she doesn't really cook much. Uh, I, I started learning more after from my father's side okay. uh, with, their fam- with, with his family. All of them comes from uh, a few mountains around Puebla and Oaxaca. Mm. So festivities there... Uh, are all around food. Yeah. So the moles, their salsas. Mole. Uh, I and love then it. that's half of their family. And the other half comes from the south, from Cancun, Yucatan. So that other style of food is also very significant, very, very different, very, very important with the cochinita pibil, uh, the pan de cazón, like all those little places that remembers my childhood when I was at that uh, family parties yeah. eating that food. Yeah, learning about food exactly. and how it relates to like people and culture. And there's where I saw different things, which if I already was uh, like wanting to learn from in the kitchen more, being at that time, it, it was special for me because yeah. I had a chance to saw something different that I didn't have in my house at that time. So Yeah, I so I love talking with artists about their childhood because I sort of believe that all of us that Born. become artists are creative as children. Yes. And I'm, I'm always curious, like, you know, I think we, our creativity kind of, it goes to what we have, what's around, what we have. Um well, I believe, yeah, I mean, maybe sometimes, but sometimes you sometimes you get it maybe without anything around. Yeah, you know? no, totally, like, yeah. There, there, There's sometimes that there's one or two things and maybe people say, like, how how that comes? Like, yeah. how did you imagine to do that with those two things? And sometimes I believe it's more about yourself. Like, yeah. just listen to yourself and just follow whatever you feel yeah. you should do. At the so moment, I totally agree. I think that's true. Do you feel like that kind of? I think what you're talking about, it takes a lot of trust. I think in yourself, mm-hmm. or like yeah. you know, some kind of uh, bravery yeah. to kind of like follow that instinct. 
was that easy for you when you were little? Like, did that just feel like your personality? Well, I believe it's part of my personality. All, my mom always told me that I was overconfident. Yeah. And she always <laughs> said, that's something that is going to turn bad on you because you always leave everything at the end and you always believe too much in your skills yeah, or I on mean, your, what you're capable. And what do you think? And I believe it's true because... <laughs> I don't know. I always start something new. I play baseball, basketball, football. And every time I start something new, I was involved and I put too much effort and attention to become the best. And yeah. once like I reached that point, I start getting bored. Yeah. So I just moved into something else. Yeah. And I went through baseball, football, even wrestling and yeah. a lot of different things. But when I get into the kitchen, my world mm. changed dramatically because... It never ends. There's always something new. It never yeah, ends. Uh, just talking about Mexican food, if you are trying to learn all those different styles from north to south and and, and, and just understanding the difference in between is just one world. And if, then if you go outside and you see Italian and Chinese mm -hmm. and yeah. it's getting bigger and bigger and then you yeah. can go from salt, from sugar. From totally. So Music feels the same way to me. Every part is very different. So you yeah. never stop learning. And that's, I believe, why... Uh, kitchen get my full attention yeah you never get bored yeah. yeah I think you're right I think those of us that have that kind of busy creative mind you know with that kind of uh, that sort of confidence or like you know maybe it's not even confidence just curiosity mm -hmm. or some combination of both we find ourselves in professions that keep our attention yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way about music. I, I remember being a little kid and I wasn't exposed to a lot of different styles of music as a child. Mm -hmm. um, and when I would hear something new, I would think like, wow. where I would feel kind of obsessed, like, how did I miss this and what else am I missing? You know, and feeling like very curious. But just like touching bases on what you're mentioning, I believe like it has to happen in the right moment. Maybe if yeah. you could hear those when you were a child you wouldn't maybe put that much attention because you maybe don't, didn't understand music as you did after yeah. I think so, you're right yeah like even in, in 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 my own flavors there was things that I didn't like when I was a child mm. that I learned how to value how yeah. to understand it when I grow up after I get involved in kitchen and I realize the effort and the job behind yeah. the different kind of uh plates uh Totally. So. Well, music is like that too. You're totally right. Like, you know, when you're when you're little, maybe you don't quite understand it, and then when you're older and you understand what's happening, you yeah, think like to make click. that's it's a something. brand new thing. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. So, um, I know when you were little, you were getting inspiration from like uh, Oaxaca, right? And the is that we said? Well, How no. I, I mean, it? Oaxaca came after once I get involved more we're a little in bit older then you were going around yeah, and yeah. okay getting inspiration yes. so before that um how did you start getting like creative with food uh, and maybe that's a presumptive question I feel like when I was little if I was ever cooking with my mom which I didn't really my mom cooked a lot but she didn't like anyone around <laughs> in the kitchen yeah, yeah. but we, space. yeah so if I was ever cooking with her we were using like recipes mm -hmm. you know and so I it didn't even occur to me that cooking could be creative until I was much older well I mean just using a little bit of what you already said I hate recipes yeah I hate recipes because I believe it just uh 
how do you how which one is the word the right word like like it limits you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. the cooks the person who is yeah. in front of them doing it so yeah. I totally in, in order to cook I always told my cooks just imagine you are blind in a dark tunnel and your only light is your mouth your yeah. taste yeah. so if something's missing if the spicy is not enough sweetness acidity whatever it missing is your job to make it right yeah. so if you just follow recipes you will say oh well I hear it say it's this just this is what it chillers. is it says and I will I, I, I don't like that I, yeah. I, I, I like to the recipes be more like a guide but yeah. it's not the end no it's like at the end you have to put your input you, yeah you you make the difference absolutely that uh, i mean that's what makes it art that's what makes it creative mm -hmm. if you're following a recipe uh, it's yeah. not creative i mean maybe you need to do that to learn i don't know um but no, when yeah, you were true. when you, you were little start. were you using recipes or were you playing like how was it, it? was more playing yeah uh i started using recipes at school uh when i started Cooking, like cooking professionally. So yeah. yeah, because of the exams and all the tests that you'd made and yeah. everything, you have to like be accurate. No? Right. And that's how you learn. That's how more French uh, cuisine is. But I mean, so how did you get to that point that you were like, so like up until the point where you were kind of starting to think like, so you when you went to culinary school, you were like sixteen. I started like eighteen. Okay. So. so like before that, maybe when you're. So you said your friends started being like, Jose, you mm -hmm. should go to, you should cook when you were like 15. So before that, how, like, how did you start kind of getting better at it where people were like noticing? Well, let's, let's go back a little bit. Yes. Uh, before, the, before I wanted to be a chef, I always wanted to be a pilot. That yeah. was my dream. When I was a kid, when I was a baby, when I started growing up, I told everyone that I'm going to be flying airplanes around the world. And... I really believe that. I even came to Dallas one time for a school, uh, for like a stash. So I, I saw the school, their, their, their learning process and everything, and I really wanted to come. It was a lot of money, uh, yeah. like in a short period of time, yeah. because like a regular career is around four years and the pilot was like six months. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was very rushed. But my parents wanted to support me, but they didn't have the money together. So they asked yeah. me about time yeah. to earn the money, to, to be able to pay the career. And I said, yes. So they even put the house in sale oh uh, to support me. Yeah. And they really tried, but things wasn't coming along and I needed to do something. And yeah. that's where I started working in a restaurant. Okay. Uh, How I'm, old were you? I, there was when I was like 16, 17 years okay. old. I just finished high school. I was waiting to start my 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 airplane career, my pilot career, yeah. and uh, in the meantime, I'm very proactive. I need to be doing You're something busy. all the yeah. time, and busy. I felt like I was uh, failing. Like I mm. need to do something, so I literally like fill out like ten application and start uh, sending to the first like restaurant businesses that was on yeah. my street. Yeah, and one of them was a restaurant. Yeah. And I wanted to be in the kitchen to learn. But yeah. when they saw me at that time, the chef uh, who made the interview was like, now the kitchen is a very tough yeah. uh, environment for you. Yeah. You won't make it. But yeah. I like your presence and I can mm. teach you how to be a server and yeah. work in the front of the house. And I was not too much like, like excited, excited about it, about it yeah. but I said, well, it's, it's better than nothing. So, yeah, yeah. I, will, I will start. 
Did he just so, think you were too young, like, to be in the kitchen? Or, like, what did he think? He just well, I, f- I feel I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, you know, when you work in a restaurant, you, you, you already know your people. So regular mm-hmm. cooks mm-hmm. didn't look like I look like at that time. Right. 16 years old. I yeah. just finished high school. I went with my uh, suite and, yeah, and looked so pretty. Excited and, he, and she was like, yeah. this is not your world. Like, <laughs> you thought, won't make it. Yeah, he didn't think you were tough. Yeah. yeah. No, the people <laughs> who know. go to apply for a cook or something, they always go in their pants or I don't know. It's a very different profile. So mm. I believe that's why she didn't thought I would make it in the yeah. kitchen. Thought you but were like a little businessman. I respected since yeah. I've never worked in a kitchen yeah. before. So I agreed to start. And there's when my perception start changing mm. because the, 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 the clients start noticing my job and they knew I was enjoying what I was doing. No, I had mm. regulars that came every every yeah. weekend, families yeah. that was wondering about myself. Like they take care, they, they really care about me because wow. they, they saw a child of 16 years old working as a server. Yeah. And it's like, you cannot be a server. You, you have all young. your life in front of yeah. you. You have to do something. Oh, yeah. And I, and they asked me like, what do you want to do? Like, oh, I want to be a pilot. Like, forget about it. Like you enjoy what you're doing. Why you don't study something, yeah. gastronomy or something about uh, restaurants. And then is when I started thinking about, you no, know, I saw the I owner do. of the restaurant. Came in, in his Mercedes Benz yeah. every day, <laughs> and I saw around, and it's like it's not difficult. I, I mean, you just need to be a little smart and just yeah. put some heart in it, and you can make it. And yeah. it, there's when I start uh, thinking about a career mm-hmm. in, in gastronomy. So coming a little back, when I was with my friends, now I remember well. There was a party. It was like a 15, 16 year old party. And everybody was thinking of for the weekend about what we're going to drink. Yeah. And I was the only <laughs> one thinking where, what we're going to eat. What are we going to eat? And everybody was <laughs> like, who cares? Like, whatever. And I was like, no. So my birthday present was doing a very special meal in the morning yeah. that we call it chilaquiles, which is kind of like a corn chips uh, topped with sauce, kind of soggy with cream, cheese, mm, and then you put great. eggs on top or chicken or any kind of protein. And it's a very it's a very rich uh, breakfast for like a hangover cool. next day, <laughs> and that was my present. I, I woke up early that day, went out, buy all the ingredients, and start oh, cooking. I love that. So everybody was like surprised. Why did you do that? And for everybody was birthday, enjoying. You, yeah. It wasn't my birthday. It was oh. a friend's birthday. Oh, is your? I see. It was your gift to your present. It was, your that friend. was my gift. I love that. And there's when everybody say and start pushing me like, hey, you should you should do this. Yeah. You're good. It tastes good everybody was so happy and I say it's my hobby I will do it because I like it yeah. but if I leave from this I will be frustrated mm-hmm. yeah but that's the that's a really common art artist problem but the good news is that I still not looking this as a job I still yeah. enjoying it every day so this still being my my hobby my my funny wow. time that's, so I love it <laughs> before you made what is it called Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles. Yes. Um, before you made that for your friend, were you were you cooking for other people? Like, did you were you cooking? So yeah, basically, like every weekend in my house for Sundays breakfast, mm-hmm. or helping my dad in a in a in a grill day. Yeah. Just cooking meat and 
like basic stuff. Yeah. So, but yes, I mean, I was, I tried to be in the kitchen as much as I can when I was a kid. I mean, taking out all the kid stuff that we do. No, yeah. I mean, I like to play football yeah. too, and I like to do a lot of stuff. But when I was, when I had a chance to cook, I I never skip it. Sometimes we even made parties around food, like yeah. doing sushi. So everybody so was fun. on the table rolling their own sushis yeah. and stuff like that. No, and it so sounds like your family was like very supportive. Yes, they were, and I mean, nobody in my family worked in a kitchen as me. Mm-hmm. They all cook, and yeah. from my father's side, they all do it very good. Yeah, but it's part of their culture. It's part yeah. of their. Uh, heritage like yeah tradition yeah, so tradition. Yeah. that's that's why they do it but yeah. nobody 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 owns a restaurant nobody is a chef nobody has even a business around yeah. restaurants or food and it sounds like even when you were little I mean you were you were young like a young teenager you were you were playing and exploring with food which I think is probably a little different than what other yeah. people are doing I I remember like the hamburger, that's like the best example. Yeah. Now, every time that I eat a bar of hamburger, I I like to prepare every bite. Now, I saw everyone yeah. put the mayonnaise, the ketchup, everything yeah. together and then biting it. But yeah. after two or three bites, like the flavor is like gone. Totally. Yeah. So I remember I put a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of ketchup, yeah. a little bit of mustard <laughs> and then bite it. And then yeah. again, and people were looking at me like, why are you doing that? It's like, well, because I want every bite to taste like the first bite. Yeah, and it's a better experience. I yeah. was, there is when I noticed that I was different than the others. Know yeah. that I really was putting attention on what, what, what I was eating. And I really enjoyed it. That was the secret behind it. It's nothing about it. It's just yeah. trying to get in the best or just yeah. experimenting. Experimenting, exploring. Yeah. I love it. Um, before we talk about your uh, culinary school time uh, were you doing any other creative stuff in your youth in your, as a kid as a teenager well I've never been so skilled on with my hands about like drawing yeah. uh, even if I try it my sister she's an architect and awesome. she does it better than me uh, <laughs> but I mean I think my creativity come the most from the kitchen yeah you know? That's like. What do your parents do? Are they creative? So my mom, I don't know the word in English, but she studied uh, sociology. I don't know. Sociology. Sociology. Yeah. And at the end, she ends doing more stuff like for like financials. Okay. Yeah. For. I mean, it's it's uh, the. The, from from the government, but mm-hmm. on the educational yeah. uh, part. Uh, so she's work. She's work. Works with people. She's a yeah. teacher. Yeah, not cool. teacher, but, but is they organized administrative that, that yeah yeah cool. that put all together for the country. So that's awesome. She worked there, and uh, I mean, what I've learned from both my my dad is lawyer, and my he dad's wo- a lawyer too, <laughs> and he worked by <laughs> by himself. He doesn't work for same uh, for a company or yeah, anything. Like a firm for yeah. a firm, yeah. yeah. So. What I basically le- learned from both is from my dad's side, she, he's a dreamer. He's yeah. always thinking big and having plans, even if he can spend like maybe six months without a big case or something. Yeah. But 
maybe he just have one a year, once a year, yeah. and that's that's uh, that's super good. And then he bought a car, or changed the living yeah. room, or update he the likes house. Projects. Yeah. yeah, he likes but, to have a project. But most like of most of the time he was like dreaming. Yeah, and he had a hard time like following rules. You no, know? mm -hmm. like if he has to wake up early or 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 yeah. do like very specific uh, things. He kind of like it boring and then yeah. move on. And my mom was the opposite. Mm. She was very consistent every day. Yeah. Uh, she woke up at this time, go to bed this time. Like yeah. very consistent, consistent. So never fail work. You both. Never, never nothing. So I believe I get a combination of both. Yeah. Or that's what I try to believe. No, I get yeah. the part of consistent and work. No, like steady. And then yeah. for my dad, like about dreaming. Wanted yeah. to do something different, something new, uh, to challenge myself you know, on, yeah. on what I'm capable. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it's great when, you know, I, I interview people sometimes who, like, their parents are professional artists, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that must be a very different experience. Yes. Um, my, neither of my parents, neither one is an artist, Um But yeah, my dad's a lawyer too and has a private practice and I definitely learned my business my business mind from him. Mm -hmm. Not dreaming. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> Neither a parent. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's great to kind of be think be like thinking about where your skills maybe kind of come from and, and Well, what, when I challenge myself, it's about how will you put an input or something different that will change for like my For my example, like Mexican cuisine in America, like yeah. what you can do that people will look different Mexican food after they come to Jalisco, no, or the restaurant. Yeah. So uh, I feel like in different arts, there's a lot of things that have been said already mm. that is very hard. Like I, I. I I record this in my mind from my sister. No, one teacher asked her something, and she was trying to be creative. And it's like, no, somebody already wrote this. Mm -hmm. Somebody explained this. Somebody. So there was an explanation for everything. And then yeah. I translate that to my career, and it's like, what have been said in food? Yeah. Like a chef from Mexico from 50 years ago. Like there's no one. Yeah. So it's a very young. Uh, career that is yeah. that that is happening right now. Yeah, that we have that opportunity to write things down that in the future, yeah. like uh, new new cooks, uh, new people will learn from it. No? Yeah, to kind of like put bases. Yeah, from where they can start. Sure. Because yeah. it's kind of like the things that they all, everybody knows, like Mexican food. Like we all know. Salsa's made like this, or mm -hmm. but it's not right on like French cuisine, right? Like yeah, step by step, saying. like it's French cuisine developed. is like um, standardized. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But in Mexico, it's not that. When I went to school, I learned all kind of wines and all kind of salsas from French cuisine, and nobody knew which kind of agaves do we have to make mezcales or tequilas. Right. So I believe there's a lot of things that can be changed in Mexico or mm. even every country in order to develop our own essence about yeah. m about gastronomy. Totally. So I mean, that's amazing. I believe I it's what is really missing. And I love being behind cooking, but I feel 
my goal at the end is to leave something that yeah. can change building blocks for, for future, future yeah. Mexican chefs. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so where did you go to where did you go to school? So my school was in Mexico City. It's uh, the name is CESA, Centro de Estudios Superiores de San Angel. And it was <laughs> it was French? And yes, or? their base uh, kind of like said it's French cuisine. I believe that's where all kitchen starts. Yeah. Since there's not much like I already said uh, yeah, it's not standardized. Of, yeah, yeah, of any of different uh, style of cuisine. So, but I mean, at the end, it's good because you learn a lot and have like a standard. No. Yeah. So then, from there is when you can start practicing or going stretching uh, out. Yeah. yeah to, into different styles of kitchen. What was like? What was challenging for you in school? Like, was there anything that you were like, I've never done this type of thing? Well, at the very beginning, everything was a challenge because it's not the same cooking at home than right. being in a professional kitchen. Right, like you have so, to use a recipe. And, yeah, exactly. And the the size more. is not the same doing a rice for two than for 100 yeah. people. Right. So everything everything changed. But what definitely make a change when I after I started studying uh, the culinary school, it's my first uh, internships. Mm. You no, know, uh, we had to make an internship every year during the summer. For the, uh, during the four years that we had to do for 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 the school, and I wanted I remember everyone was uh, looking to go to Puerto Vallarta mm. in Mexico, so yeah. looking for different hotels. Yeah, and it was more like the time, like your first time alone out of your 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 yeah. your, your father's house and uh, with the friends. Yeah, and everybody was just making groups and we're going to rent an apartment so we're yeah. going to live together and we're all going to work close each other so we have time to spend that yeah. to, to, to have fun and and at that time I really wasn't uh, involved about yeah. kitchen so much so mm. I was just kind of like a following with everyone Yeah. and I was trying I was I also applied but the hotel where I applied wasn't replying Mm. So I was waiting, I was waiting. The time was yeah, ending. Running out, I yeah. needed to tell my 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 professor where I'm going, and he said, "All right." So I had a I had a I had a space in a restaurant in Spain. Amazing! Uh, it's yeah. a three Michelin star restaurant. It's wow. in San Sebastian, and you only need your airplane ticket. And that's basically they they're gonna provide housing, food wow. and 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 your stash over yeah. there. So we were struggling in money. I mean it was it was not super bad, but the school where I attended was one of the most expensive schools in Mexico. Yeah. I had a how do you say when you get support and scholarship. A scholarship. Yeah. I had a scholarship and uh I mean, we were doing good, but I definitely didn't have the money to pay a yeah. trip to Spain and even to work for free and not getting paid for. Right. So, but I was after I start after I started school, I keep working at the restaurant during yeah. the weekends and the afternoons. And they let you go in the yeah. they let you go in the so, back. So, but then I start <laughs> I start saving money. Yeah. In in order to pay my bills or everything yeah. that I needed over there in Spain yeah. so I had like 7,000 pesos which is almost like 400 to 350 dollars yeah saved and I call my mom and I say mom 
they are offering offering me uh, an internship in Spain. Yeah. And she freaked out. It's like, yeah. there's some mom. I mean, they're gonna pay house. They're gonna pay me food. We, I only, I, I have some save, some money saved. Yeah. I just need you to to help me with the airplane. Yeah. So she looked at and see and saw how much it was and I said, all right, I told them yes. Oh wow. So that's awesome. I, I told them yes, but I didn't knew that I had two days off and I had to wash my clothes. Yeah. And I had to do grocery for the days that I was not working. Yeah. So literally the money that I saved to live for gone. three months. Yeah. It was good for two weeks, I believe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I believe I, I think those are the kind of things that when when you're younger you don't realize that you just totally let it go and yeah. then figure it out. Yeah. And if I were older like I'm now, I will be more like uh, how do you say like caution? No, it does yeah. not a word. Cautious, like yeah. like more mm. organized. Sure. And if I couldn't, I will say no. Sorry, I can't. Yeah. But yeah. at that time, I didn't have that. You're like so pressure right. or anything. I was just like, all right, yeah. I'll go. And the good things is when I arrived, uh, there was there were like a hundred cooks in the kitchen. Wow. You you, you had to fight for an onion to, to cut. It was very, <laughs> yeah. very hard. You flew like 14 hours yeah. to be there and just met people that you never know in your life. And yeah. It was a very tough, tough environment because you had 10 eyes on you, watching you, how you do things. And if you yeah. just shake a little bit, they yell at you, like, just oh, wow. get out of the kitchen. It was a very tough, tough yeah. restaurant. And the pressure, it was incredible. So I really like it. But what really helps me is when one of the servers walk out, they need somebody to to come help them in the front yeah. of the house. And yeah. since I had experience there, I offer myself like, well, I can, I can, yeah. I can work at two in the in the front of the house, You're and they were like, yeah. really, yes. So, the Spain, the, the, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but the Spanish people this, from Spain are very lazy about languages, <laughs> and they had they had problems learning French or their, or mm. e even English. There's word in English that we even pronounce in how it is, and they just do it however they want yeah so i learned i learned all menus in french in english wow and i came to the maitre d and told him like i already know the menus and wow. i work in the kitchen so i can explain the dishes and she and he was like no i i can't believe you and i just oh literally went through all the menu and he said all right i'm gonna put you in a station that's as fantastic a, as a every every server has a it was in charge of like a host yeah, kind like, of a like a four tables, and yeah, but no oh, a, a section. Yeah, yeah. Any any stagiaire, any internship was allowed to have tables. Mm. They all just help yeah. bringing bread, like basic stuff. But when he, they look at me working, yeah. and they knew I had the, they sent me over Sarah, the the clothes store. Okay, and yeah. They, they took measures on me and everything. Oh my gosh, that guy they was gave so me two. Uh, full suites, like five uh, shirts. Yeah. They they gave me oh everything. Oh my gosh, that's and amazing. I, and everything was made by size, and yeah. it was amazing. 
and I was working in a three Michelin star restaurant the same way they, the the people who worked yeah. there were, were doing it. And you were so young, and all of your friends were partying in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were learning and having this amazing experience. And what I love from that restaurant is that service is kind of like a ballet. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows what they were doing. You couldn't go out of the room and just wondering where you are because yeah. that looks bad. Right. So it, f as soon as you get out of the kitchen, it's like you put your uh, disguise in, yeah, uh, in front and yeah. smile and just go to the table. It's a performance. When you are uh, uh, serving water or wine, the bottle couldn't, the water couldn't make like funny noise. It yeah. has to be steady. Perfect. And if you drop a, a silverware on the floor or a, a drop in the, in the, in the tablecloth or something, the restaurant stops. I was yeah. Everybody was looking at you like, what you did? So yeah. I, wow. loved, I loved that experience because it really learned me. It really teach me how to, how, how high standards can go. No? Yeah. So That's, every time that I that go. That art, that like really, yeah. Somewhere, wow. I'll try to achieve at least something what I've learned on these yeah. places. That's beautiful. I love that so much. So you came, home, you came back to Mexico City and your friends were like, oh my gosh, Jose. Yes, that changed everything because then you start being like... The yeah, just pulling ahead. Yeah, and yeah. then th something that, that happened often in Mexico that is not good is that we have that culture that if somebody is doing good, mm. instead of pushing mm. him yeah. up, we try to yeah. pull him down. And it's kind of like, everywhere. sorry, it's kind of like sad. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is other cultures like Asians or that you, you know how they support each other. Yeah. So no matter what. It's like if he's doing good, it's going to be good for yeah, everyone. It's good for you know? everyone. So we all that's should better. support. Yeah. So, but that's how it is. And yeah. so I really didn't care. Oh. I even even the, for, for, for the style of school where I attend, like 80% of the, of the students didn't even work in restaurants anymore. Yeah. They were like, uh, like people that were just waiting to get married mm -hmm. or yeah. just because their parents or they didn't like any other. Yeah. They were just uh, kind of like, whatever. Like, I don't like maths or yeah. I don't want to do anything. So I feel like kitchen is the easiest way. You know? Yeah. So and they're not really taking it yeah. seriously. But I was focusing on myself and yeah. that's what I believe make the difference. And after my first experience out of Mexico in Spain, I, I knew what I wanted. No, yeah. I met this standard. I met that level. Mm. So my goals were on, on that yeah. after that. So how was it when you started pulling ahead and felt that kind of, uh, you know, people not being supportive? How did how did you handle it? Well, it's 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 funny because I felt like that all my life. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. well, and now you bring this back, I can remember when I was a child, when I was like kid, like five, six years old in the school where I was, they used to do like small, like theater. Uh, like, yeah, like acts, a little play. Yeah. Like yeah. Cinderella, yeah. like Aladdin. And I always was a, like the, how do you call it? Like the lead? Yes. Yeah. Like, 
The star. The star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I grow up feeling that way all the time because everybody was like, why is he again? But yeah. it's because everybody else was shy and they didn't yeah. want to take the role and you or were like, participate. I'm here. And, I will do it. I am I, Jose. I really enjoy it. I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it just was what, how it was. And yeah. I really didn't do it because I wanted to make a difference. I just was being myself, like totally. enjoying and, and just having fun because mm -hmm. that was what That's it was for me. Yeah, I feel like when I feel like I, I teach I teach children, I teach singing lessons to little kids and lots of times I see children who are just big and sparkly and shiny like that and, and they're not they're not um, stuck up or like conceited. They're just happy. They're yes. just they're yes. big. They just like have this big energy and this big spirit and the world can be pretty hard on, on yes. people like that. I mean, both sides, even for the children that doesn't have that, like, empowerment, uh, they feel frustrated because they are not the same as the other kids. When right. they might have other abilities they haven't totally. really seen yet. Yeah. But then, on the other hand, for those childs with that spark, sometimes, I mean, I have two, two, two children now, and sometimes we are hard with them too. My yeah. my my child is, uh, Emilia, she is like that. And sometimes it's like no no no, let them let the yeah. others give sing together too. some time. So yeah. we push them down, and sometimes they might not wanted to do it again because it's like no. You're right. It's so hard to find a balance, and you're yes. right too with children. Sometimes children that are have great ideas are very very shy. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why art is so interesting because I think art can be a great home for like those big personalities mm -hmm. and then art can also be a great place for like very, very quiet people, mm -hmm. which is why like I'm so interested in talking to all kinds of artists and seeing like, what are you like? How did you do it? How did you get here? So I would like to go back and talk about um, how you started kind of being inspired and exploring like different, you know, getting to know different cultures and starting to think about I mean within Mexico and starting to think more about like you know the, being creative about those things and being inspired well after uh, after been working for a few time in the kitchen learning other cultures uh, I tried to come back to my roots yeah. you know I asked myself how can I make a difference in this career and something that I always told to my cooks, I remember when I first went to the first restaurant that I ran as a chef, uh, I put all the cooks together and I, I made a meeting you know, to, to know them better. And I asked them, what do you want to do uh, in this career? No, yeah. What are your goals? Yeah. Or, or what do you, how do you see yourself in five, ten years? Yeah. And all of them told me, I want to be the executive chef. I want to be the executive chef. Yeah. And I and when they finished, I said, all right, guys, well, it's good to be to want to be the chef. It's yeah. good to want to be the boss. But it feels very empty yeah. what does it when mean? you just yeah. say like that. You have yeah. to find like a reason. Mm. Do you love bakery? You want to become the best pastry? Uh, are you you're coming from a certain part of Mexico that has a very particular gastronomy that you want the people to know about and you yeah. want to become the best on that that's the little things that make you go to those yeah. places and when you are on the chair when you have the position 
you will know what to do with your people. You will yeah. know how to lead them and what's next. Right. Because if not, when you are there, you will ask yourself, now what I'm doing? Right. <laughs> what's next? No, I already, I'm, I'm the chef and now what I supposed to do, no? Yeah. So I always told them, no, I have the chance to be a chef and do stuff, but it's not because I want it. It's just because I was doing what I liked at the moment yeah. and not wondering what's going to happen after. Or, or like pushing things like yeah. I'm already capable to run the kitchen now and just letting things come f uh, yeah. at a time just focusing on what you have in front and trying to do your best and yeah. using the opportunities that's the key no? because right. sometimes resourceful and the boss sometimes the chef is sick and he can make and The owner is very worried, and yeah. you say, hey, don't worry. I'm Jose, I know, I'll do it. <laughs> I know what he does, and I can yeah. do it. And they might say, no, you're not ready. And, and when then you, you say, show, I know the menu in French and Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and, when, and when you show, and they realize, is when then you earn a position, not yeah. you earn a chance. Right. And then you will fall again, and you might learn after, but it's part of just uh, yeah. the way. It's like creative, problem-solving, always thinking what do I have what can I do where can I try yeah um, when did you kind of get this this dream of um, like ha teaching laying a foundation for Mexican cooking so well, like I said before no after studying and after start working in a kitchen I'm a person who likes to kind of like planify as much as I can, yeah. even if I know it won't be like that, but just to at least have like... I do that too. Uh, a dream. Yeah, a like dream, a but also like a, like a lead, not like a... Like a path. Path, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the word. And I didn't see myself cooking for 20 years, 30 years, and become nobody, just somebody behind the grill. Yeah. Doing me. Right. Yeah. I honestly don't see myself like that. I will feel like I fail if I just finish yeah. doing yeah. that. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I know that to do something, you have to first uh, learn it and, right. and try it. So right now, I'm on, on the part of my life that I'm getting my hands dirty, you know, yeah. like being involved from, yeah. from the bottom to the top on how a kitchen runs, how the staff, how the guests, how the cultures yeah. are all combined in a yeah. kitchen, in a restaurant, to being able to, after, uh, do something else, no? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that goal on establish like a base on a study about Mexican gastronomy that can lead uh, education or put like, something together yeah. will happen when maybe I'm 50, 60 yeah. years old. No, and I already yeah, the, But you have the dream. And I, I already went through all that yeah. and I maybe uh, had a position that that word for me could be guaranteed. No? Yeah. But right now, like I said, I'm still building yeah. my name and my experience and at the same time learning uh, about yeah. everything almost. Do you want to talk about, like, I mean, I would love for you, I know you could talk for a million years about this, but just a little bit about, like, what you want people to know about Mexican food or, like, what you love or... I would love for you to just, like, talk about it a little. 
Well, I mean, uh, food, like overall in the world, has gone through a lot of changes lately. And when this revolution of gastronomy started like 20 years ago, around 2000, with this molecular gastronomy from El Bougie, Ferran Adria, all these cooks that start playing with chemicals mm, and bringing yeah. foams and yeah. smokes <laughs> and being different and people get curious about and wanting to try all these new restaurants and everything. Uh, when that ends and a new wave starts with Noma in Denmark, in Copenhagen, around the product, no? to know where, what are you eating? Yeah. That uh, uh, farm to table yeah. and organic and these other new diets like uh, vegan uh, all the seeds like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all these little things start coming after and then well wh what we learn from molecular gastronomy is that the most important thing is to know about your ingredient yeah. to uh, like a tomato yeah what what is a tomato the seeds the water, the pectin, yeah. how you can put all that apart and work it different. You can yeah. dehydrate it, you can uh, boil it, you can roast it, and then which kind of flavors you can get from right. one single ingredient yeah. and how do you want to use it for your recipe or your plate or whatever. No? Yeah. Then with this other movement, we learn uh, where, where your food comes from mm. and how or what, which one are the best of what you're doing. No, right. if it's beef, from where are you gonna buy your beef? If right. it's fish, if it's if our vegetables. So all those little things start coming. Yeah. I believe the next revolution, which is happening right now, and it will come stronger after, is the cultures. Yeah. So if you add what we've learned from molecular gastronomy with the farm to table, and then you add the component of of history behind. Yeah is when it's gonna make new experiences. And I believe there is like two big, like in a role model, like two big concepts about that, Asian food and, and America. Mm. So Mexico is part of that, and we have heritage from 7,000 years ago. Yeah. So what it makes me get focused on that is how we can uh, understand that better. How we can, as as cooks, uh, recreate, but not also recreate. Like take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. I believe kitchen it's more like evolving. Yeah. Uh, it changes every day. Yeah. Uh, when the Spanish arrive and they bring their spices, their nuts, we create mole, and mole yeah. is one of the most popular salsas from Mexico yeah. these days. And at that time, I believe people will say that's crazy. That's not yeah. Mexican food, no? Yeah. But right. I believe with all this globalization and uh, easy, easy, it's easy to travel. Yeah. Uh, you can learn from other cultures. You can add it to your own. And then right. if you part from the base without losing the essence of Mexican yeah. food, I believe you can, you can keep... Uh, yeah. writing more on, on Mexican food. Music is doing that too. We call it fusion. Fusion, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then, yeah. Uh, what I love about Mexican food the most, it's because it doesn't matter uh, where you are, uh, what you're eating, there's something that you can close your eyes and 
if it's Mexican food, you can notice. Yeah. Just with your 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 eyes closed. Yeah. And it could be very different things from cochinita pibil from Yucatan to cabrito from north. Yeah. That are different ingredients, different ways of cooking, but at the end, you know, both are Mexicans. Yeah. And is that like a secret line, like you can't explain, but yeah. in your heart, like inside yeah. of you, you know, it's not Chinese, it's not Italian, yeah. it's not American, it's Mexican food. Yeah. Even if, like I already said, it's two different things. So right. yeah. that's what intrigues me the more and likes my food you, better. No? Do you have a theory about it? Like, what do you think it is? I honestly don't know uh, because I, I think it's what I'm trying to do. You know? Yeah, you're trying my, to figure my, out what My that goal is. at the end to write something down and put something together is to exactly explain that. You know? Yeah, what is, uh, what is Mexican food? Yeah. How do we tell? Because there is even one recipe that can be made different ways in, around the country, like pozole. Uh, there's pozole in Mexico City, in Guadalajara, in Oaxaca, in Puebla, and in Yucatan. And all of them have very different ingredients on it, but at the end, all of them are pozole. So yeah, you know. It's Interesting. It's, it's sometimes just those little things that yeah. make it different, but at the same time, being part of one same thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. I. I like it so much. I wish I knew more. I mean, I, I grew up in Arizona, um, so I grew up with more Mexican food than a lot of like Americans might. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I love food, and I feel like I, you know when I was a little kid, we would go to this restaurant, and um, I'm the I'm the oldest grandchild in the family, mm-hmm. um, so my uncles were like much like not that much older than me, and uh, I remember like the whole family would tease my uncles like I was like you know five and they were like 12 and the family would tease my uncles and be like you guys are ordering french fries off the menu and Emily can eat enchiladas and she likes the spicy and I felt so proud of it (laughs) (laughs) and my my first job ever was in a Mexican restaurant um and yeah I I mean I remember like the first time I ate like a mole that had like chocolate in it and just thought like what is this I loved it so much and I, I wish that people had more understanding, including me. Um, I know that like agave is important. I know that in Mexico, yes. honey is really, uh, and also honey, there's like different bees. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that stuff, I think people just don't know. I, I don't know. I know and, like, and that's exactly what I think it's is our work. No, that's yeah. our job to, to let people know about. As a cook, I believe we should not let traditions die yeah since uh the culture has been changing a lot yeah we have mcdonald's and a lot of stuff in mexico now so yeah. families stop cooking at, the, at their houses mm-hmm. and a lot of things are being losing so it's our job to keep them no yeah. Be- like 20 years ago it was uh you couldn't find a good restaurant in mexico of mexican food yeah i don't know if i'm if I'm saying no, I think you right. are like it's. But every yeah. restaurant in Mexico was French, was Italian. Yeah. Nobody in Mexico was thinking to go out and eat Mexican food in Mexico. Right. Yeah. They all like had it in their houses. Their uncles, their grandmom, right. their moms used to cook it. So it's like, why I'm gonna go out and eat the same food that I have in my houses? Right. But since the culture's been changing, right. uh, The first chef who started that in Mexico was Enrique Olvera. 
uh, he started playing with the traditional Mexican food, uh, like in a high end, like yeah, right. like yeah. uh, in a higher level. Yeah, and it's when people start turning around, like right, like coming seeing back. their the food like, from their wow, culture. Wow, you can being, do that. Like yeah. yes, we always do uh, beans. But why these beans taste much better? Well, yeah. because I bring these leaves from this state and yeah. these chilies from this other state that is almost ex extinct. Yeah. And then he start playing with all that right. and start getting recognition and people start looking at the restaurant and Mexican food and in yeah. a different way. Yeah, thinking of it, being more curious. Yeah, I, that's so important. And so, okay, I would love to talk now about like Jalisco Norte. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just don't. I don't. I'm no. I'm saying it not very beautiful. <laughs> you need some. Do you yeah, need? Here, here. You got it. Um, I would love to talk about how you got started here, and maybe talk more about like how you started owning a business, um, and like that kind of part of your career. What? How did it happen? Well, uh, well, I'll, I will jump very quick from school. <laughs> yeah, or you can anything that's important. You can yeah, yeah. tell tell me. Just to put like like the the travel a little bit, the history behind. So after school, I went to when well, I went to Spain. Then I went to Belgium. Uh, next year, I went to Denmark. Yeah, I worked in Noma in Copenhagen. Wow. And then uh, when I come back to Mexico, Enrico Olvera offered me to work at Puyol in his restaurant in Mexico City. Awesome. So I had a chance to mix my experience on these other restaurants with traditional Mexican food that's fantastic which gave me that opportunity to know the kind of impact that can have that in a restaurant no yeah uh, it seems so obvious to me that that is uh, so important and if it's missing it's yeah. just it's devastating it's, it's it the needs same. to happen it's just refined yeah. it's it's easier than what it looks like but it takes it takes work it takes yeah. Uh, experience, no. So, yeah. a lot of people around in the kitchen doesn't know about that. Yeah. So it's what it makes it difficult. So, but after after Puyol, uh, he took me to San Miguel de Allende in Guanajuato. Okay. And that was my first experience as a chef in San Miguel de Allende. So it was a good experience. And then, but I was under the name of Enrico Olvera. No, the restaurant right. was leading by him. Yeah. So everything that I did was at the end uh, on him no, right, yeah. he was responsible so yeah. when I had a chance to go by myself I went to Punta Mita uh, to San Reyes Hotel they had uh, their fine dining restaurant which was like a French mm. uh, fine dining restaurant which yeah. was obvious and a yeah. brand right. like San Reyes won't play with their standards and that's what they knew at that time it was fine dining but they had these uh this goal to change into a Mexican fine dining restaurant. Interesting. And uh, where, where were you? What's, what, what country? Where were you? Uh, Punta Mita. It's in near Puerto Vallarta. It's okay. In, it's in Nayarit. Okay. But uh, it's close to Puerto Vallarta. It's like 40 minutes from Puerto okay. Vallarta. I, I should, so I, I've been to Mexico like once when I was a really? teenager. <laughs> I mean, when it's you, a very when beautiful, you live in Arizona. It's a very beautiful beach that yeah. it's in a corner uh that has like just two uh four seasons and some rays okay and it's cool. kind of like a private area with a golf uh course and it's amazing yeah. it's amazing 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I imagine it's beautiful. So they specifically at that St. Regis, they wanted you to uh, remake the restaurant. Yeah, make it a uh, upscale Mexican, Mexican restaurant. Yes, that's a huge responsibility. I, I, it is, but also. It was something logic, no? I believe when people go to Mexico, they were expecting to have Mexican right. food, no? Not and French. You, and you had studied at all these places, yes. and f I mean, of course, it's obvious. But it's also what great timing, you know? And yes, yes, yes. How old were you then? I was, I believe, twenty-four or twenty-three years old. That's crazy, right? Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> and yeah, like you just said, it's, it was the perfect timing. I mean, that restaurant, I had like four or five cooks. So it yeah. wasn't like really big responsibility. But at the end, I had to do a lot you know, to be yeah. able to make it work. Wow. And it was more about ideas. It wasn't about just the like execution. effort yeah. or, or right. physically. It was more to... Creativity. Yes, exactly. To convince people. No? Yeah. To let them know why they are paying for that but also enjoying it and, yeah. and and liking it. So, I mean, I don't know. I I like to believe the starts were together, God or something, somebody else helped me because I found a very great team there that wow. I could put together. Yeah. And literally they all were just looking at me, asking me, what's next? What yeah. do we have to do? And that's one of the biggest concerns when you move into a new restaurant. If the people will follow me, if they're going to listen yeah. or how that's going to work. Yeah. And it was unbelievable how they all were committed from the day one. And I believe that's why one of the reasons uh, why we could make a very good yeah. job there. And working there is where I had a chance to know Dean Ferring, which has a restaurant here in Dallas in the okay. Ritz-Carlton Hotel. Okay. His restaurant is Fearings. And we did an event at Punta Mita in my restaurant. And he likes what we were doing there. Yeah. So uh, he invited me back to cook in Dallas for a Cinco de Mayo dinner. Okay. Awesome. Here in Dallas. Yeah. So they announced it and do marketing and everything. And when I came, he told me, hey, there's a couple of people that want to meet you after. Yeah. Uh, because they have a project about the Mexican restaurant that wow. they want to open. Yeah, and I was uh, I was already here, so I told him like, yes, no. I mean, yeah. after before that, there was a lot of people that always told me the same. No, oh, let's open a restaurant, let's do something. So I yeah. said, yeah, let's hear what they have. No, so yeah, no big deal. And that's what happened. Uh, they came uh, to that dinner, they like it, and they offered me uh, to be part of the project to open the restaurant yeah and that was around 2015 okay so it was almost like four years ago wow uh, oh my gosh after that i also had a chance to cook with Walt Pack at beverly hills cool. and did some other events uh in mexico here in america too we went to cooking uh into guest houses yeah uh, yeah it yeah. was kind of fun that's awesome uh one of them was having his 50 uh, birthday party yeah and he was like you chef you chef can cook for for me for my party like yes the the gm of the hotel said, told oh him yes wow. and i was like who's <laughs> gonna help me, me? Yeah. like oh, i don't no. worry you can handle it and then it like 60 people and they started like oh one vegan one no fish and it's like <laughs> it's just myself and what you, you said want me to do? i'm jose i'll figure it out <laughs> 
And he's like, well, when I'm going to cook, well, you're going to cook in his house. Yeah. And it was a huge house, but even that, it's still a house. Not, right. It's it, not you're built not in for a that. Restaurant, it's exactly. a regular fridge. And yeah. And it was awesome. amazing just about the experience, how it was. No, The GM, his wife, everybody was running plates, yeah. helping me. He oh, was like, do you, know, do you know extra hands? He's like, well, maybe. Like, hey, Ramiro, the guy yeah. cleaning the, the trees outside. Yeah. Come help Jose. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, okay, Ramiro, hand me, hand me the, the salt. And like, what is that? I'm like, yeah. really? All right. <laughs> Just forget it. Never mind. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So, okay. So you, you were planning this restaurant for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then it's opened about two years ago. Yes. Um, will you tell my listeners about your restaurant? Yes. So, uh, Jalisco, uh, I mean, when we first started talking about a restaurant, it was it was a mix of ideas since the owners are local. Right. Uh, and they had this idea to do this traditional Tex-Mex restaurant, mm. which I Boring. didn't agree. Yeah. I but don't like Tex-Mex that much. No, I mean, and I don't have anything against Tex-Mex, but I really wanted to do something different. Yeah, right, right. And yeah. use this opportunity to prove myself in a different country yeah. outside of Mexico uh, yeah. with this responsibility. Totally. And I felt kind of sad at the beginning because there were like three, three owners uh, in the restaurant and when I moved and we started working about the project, one of them didn't want to try what I bring. Yeah. So they were stick on their first idea. Yeah. Even the first menu that I show up, they asked me, where are the nachos? Where are the chimichangas? No. And I told everyone, it doesn't make me proud, but I even cried that day. Not in front of them, in my house with my wife and say like, why are they bringing me here yeah. to do something that I don't even know how to do it? And no? it's not authentic and it's not creative. To be honest, I don't even know what chile con carne means. Like, yeah. I don't even know the ingredients or how how they prepare it. Yeah. And I was very mad because yeah. I took my daughter at the time, my right. wife, you and do all these here. changes. Yeah. And I was already there. So I couldn't say no. I didn't want to do it either. So I was, kind of, I was having a hard time. But then I calmed down myself. Uh, I even told myself, like, okay, calm down from your cloud because yeah. you might be uh, too elevated. You have to be humble, no? So I started looking the restaurant more like an hotel. Okay, yeah. And where, where you have people from everywhere trying to get food only. So yeah. I wanted to have something for everyone no? yeah. for the people who are looking for the experience no i will have those plates that mm. will tell what i want from the right. kitchen and yeah. then i also will have these little appetizers or snacks mm. that will remember their favorites yeah uh from here yeah uh and then find a balance yeah so be creative i started yeah that after i come down myself and start looking in a different way the restaurant is big it's not a small restaurant so I felt a challenge to fill the restaurant every day. No? Yeah. Uh, so I agreed to do some things. The good news is after I started working and they saw the work and everything, they started allowed, they started letting me do yeah. more more different plates. That's fantastic. So you seem very um, 
Like, I liked that you said when you had your very first job at the restaurant that the owner said, I like your presence. Because mm-hmm. it seems like that piece is like a part of your story all the way through. And then when you were in Spain, just like, I can just picture it. And also take, you know, being <laughs> the star of all your school plays, just like, hi, I will make it work. I will do it. I'll find a way. And it's really it, cool. Uh, that's what I said already about my mom, what she always saw in me. You know? like she felt like I was overconfident because I always trust myself in, yeah. my, in, my, in my abilities. But I also thought for the most of my life that I had an angel. Yeah. You know? Like I, I was lucky yeah. or I had something that helped me. Yeah. But after all this time and being a boss... No, now that I'm on this other side, yeah, I found people that sometimes they have the job, sometimes they have the opportunity, and they don't want it. So you true. have to push them. You have to. You are wondering like, I wasn't getting paid, and I was there all all day, every day, yeah. sick or not sick, like because I knew the responsibility that I had at the time, and yeah. I also knew the efforts that my family were doing for me to be there. So yeah. I just wanted to get the best. So if yeah. they say like, hey, I need somebody else because. I have another shift or I have this event coming, like who can help me? I was always raising my hand, but because I felt that's why I was there, not to learn, to get the the most I can. So seen things like that too. Like when I'm teaching, I'll see a young musician who's way more talented than I was, but they just don't care, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just want to be like, why don't you? Then then is is where the magic happens because... I feel with everything that I have right now, I wasn't in my bed just waiting for somebody to call me like, do you want to open a restaurant in Dallas? No, it happens because I was looking for, I was doing all these things that it started like 14 years ago. Right. But then you have these other people and then you say, all right, it's when you realize it's not only lucky, it's not only angel, it depends on you. Totally. On walk up and go out and just... Do what you have to do. Seeing like a creative approach to your whole life, like just looking around and thinking like, what can I do? Well, maybe I can tell the owner, I know all the menus in French <laughs> and English. And I and I believe it's also part of like attitude. No, I mean, yeah. uh, you have to sometimes just wake up and put in a smile. And even if you don't know what's going to happen, just doing your best. And yeah, sometimes I had a friend who went to uh, Starbucks and while he was waiting for his coffee, there was a people talking in front of him about a chef that they needed like as soon as possible. And yeah. he was like, hey, I'm a chef. And I, like, really? Yeah. They hired him and they took him in a boat and he was traveling around the Bahamas and all yeah. these places with this rich family. And now they open a restaurant in Canada. Wow. So yeah. just because he was in the right moment, yeah. in the right spot, but... Well, and I think if you have a mind that works that way, you kind of can take it for granted. You can just think like, well, of course I just meet people who are interesting. And of course I just, you know, but if your mind doesn't work like that, I think it can seem very mysterious to people. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you do that? Like, even just, you know, with this podcast, like people will ask me like, well, how did you meet Jose? (laughs) (laughs) I just think like, well, I Googled best chefs in Dallas and then I called, you yes. know, but like people that surprises people. Yes. It's very yes. simple. 
exactly. When I went to Spain, well, that was because of the school. But when I went to Belgium, I went a little Google, which yeah. are the best restaurants in Belgium. Yeah. And then the first 10, I sent the application and the first to reply was the restaurant where I went. Yeah. And it's like, all right. It, and just, my and, just do and, it. And then, yes, my, my, I mean, the other students in, in the school were just waiting for their teachers right. to tell them where to go yeah. or what to do. And, and I and don't. I, do I, I want it. I want it. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want more. I want more. I want more. So Love I it. believe it's part of what it. So I think this is like the kind of the very last thing that I like to ask people about. Um, the podcast is called artifice, which is kind of a weird word in English. A lot of people don't really know it, but it kind of means like, um, like the stuff that is in the front and you don't see what's going on behind, like mm -hmm. the beautiful kind of front. Yes, yes, yes. And so I think about this a lot and think about, like you said before with the performance and like, you know, as performers, as artists, like we, we want, you know, people, we want to be authentic. We want to tell the truth. We also want to provide this like amazing, beautiful experience. So I, I like to talk to artists about that and also like your identity and kind yes. of like, so maybe I want to ask you first, if you could talk about how your identity and who you are influences the art that you make and then how it influences you back. Like, what is that relationship for you? Well, so, I mean, in kitchen, I believe, I mean, I don't know, it might work different in different arts. Uh, kitchen is about give yourself to others. Yeah. And maybe, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, I have not much experience like in music or others, no? Maybe you are doing it for yourself because you feel in it's, a sort of way. It's about that. That you want to tell people yeah. about. Story and maybe people and yeah. feel the same way and is when they start liking each other's but yes. in kitchen I mean you have to know that everything that you're doing somebody else is going to put in their mouth and it's going to be part of them yeah so uh, it's kind of like forgetting about yourself in a sort mm -hmm. of way I don't know if yeah. that makes sense but does it influence you back like when you create things does it change you in which way? I don't know. That's <laughs> my question. <laughs> because when I started cooking, my teacher asked me, like, why, why do you do that? Yeah. Why do you cook? And I say, because I like make people happy. Yeah. And her first answer was, and you are happy. Yeah. And then yeah, my head exactly. started turning around because I'd like, well, if making people happy makes me happy, so right. then yes, no. I'm happy because I'm making people happy, but it's kind of like, I don't know, curious. It's, it's yeah, different. That's why I like to ask about it. And there's not, it's a hard question to ask because it's a weird answer. But I think, you know, sometimes people expect for artists to match the things they make. Like you're saying, like you're happy. Sometimes artists don't match the things that they make. I think sometimes you change, like you grow and you change and then you want to make different things or you make a different thing and then you grow up a little, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I just like to ask artists, like, what do you feel is like, how does the art that you make relate to like how you're growing and changing and being curious as a well, person? Well, something, something great about Kitchen is that every day is very different. Yeah. So one component that you have to work with and it's always changing its people. 
Yeah, people. And that's yeah. one of the things why I love the kitchen the most. Taking yeah. away all the ingredients, the flavors. The second thing why I like working in a kitchen is the people. Yeah. You know? I like to work with people. I like to get into their minds, to understand totally. how those it works. Yeah. And at the end, it's very, it's also creative totally. how you can yeah. make all these people do what you're telling them to yeah. do. Without them, they don't know if they're doing it. It's so amazing that you're saying this because on the podcast recently, I've been like obsessed with this topic, talking about being creative with people. Um, it's my it's my favorite topic right now. So wow, I love that nice. like you're here in Dallas thinking about that too, in a totally different medium. But I feel the same way when I'm talk when I'm working with my students, when I'm leading a band. Um, you know how how can I and it, you know yeah. I think that can sound a little creepy maybe of like they don't know that I'm but I think that is creative you're being creative and thinking how can I inspire a different yes, kind of yes, attitude yes. or yeah and it works for every way from your staff like in this case uh, with, with my cooks and also with the guests mm -hmm. and with everybody that is around the restaurant so yeah. uh, like you say no I like to get the best from the people And every time that I know they have something else to do, yeah. to give, and they're not doing their best, yeah. is when I get more get a intrigued. Little like, yeah. I have to do, <laughs> I have to make these people. Yeah. So something that I like to tell them is I like to, when the people come, uh, when they leave, they go better how they came. You yeah. know, it's one of my goals in every, sense, in every sense. So, I mean, every head is a different world. No? They all have families, uh, problems, and how you will all make those disappear and get and mm -hmm. and, and uh, get them focused yeah. and and just do what they need to do yeah. every day every day yeah. every day and knowing new people and changing menus and meeting yeah. meeting guests and everything yeah. it's just and something I, endless i imagine it's the same way in your life like you know you have your daughter then you have you have a second a boy It's two girls. Okay, two girls. Two girls. Yeah. You have your second daughter. Uh, you know, that must, I'm sure, like, that's creative, too. You know, like, these different things change in your life, and that well, just yes, changes how you think about each things. Each of them are very different personalities. Yeah. So you cannot treat them the same way you treat the other. No? Yeah. You have to find the things they like the most. So you have to be creative on yeah. which games you play with each one or yeah. which songs you sing to them yeah. or which food you feed them. Yeah. So everything I is very it. different. Is there anything you want to say about this art and artifice? Like, Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't know if that happens in, 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 in every kind of art, but I feel like, like you say, you, know, you have this beautiful part that all the people is looking, like you're running a kitchen yeah. and you have a successful restaurant or this and that, but at the end it takes a lot of effort. No, taking away the missing parties... Uh, the time with the family, with the friends, yeah. I feel like you become, or at least from my say, from myself, like a boring person. No, oh, like yeah. you are dreaming, <laughs> you are talking, you are living. Like in my case, like cook all the time. Yeah. When I'm with regular people, I don't know what to talk about. I'm the like, same way. I'm lost. So I feel yeah. like social. I'm like. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel the same way. That's why lost. I started this podcast because I feel I feel the same way. I love it's so easy for me to have this kind of conversation, but if I'm just talking to like someone, <laughs> I, 
what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know because all of my ideas are they're Thinking. really big or they're very little. They're so specific or they're like yes. too big to talk about. And it makes me also feel very like I don't know how to talk to people. I know. And at the end, every time that I'm with friends or someone, we, we, we end up talking about the same things. Like yeah. if somebody touched like, like a subject about food or something, yeah. that's when I start talking. And then yeah. like I like, just feel like. Lately, I've started this new thing where when I'm talking to people, I ask them, what are you excited about lately? Because mm -hmm. I realize that if I'm and sometimes they say like nothing, you know, they don't. <laughs> but I feel like that's my best chance yes. of having the kind of conversation I want to have. Like, yes. what, are you, what are you excited about? What, what are you thinking about lately? Not like, what are you doing? But like, what's going on in your brain? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Is there anything else that you want to like? So I've, I think like we've covered all the things. Is there anything else that you just want to say about art, about your identity as an artist? Well, yes. I mean, I don't want to make people think something different. No, there's uh, maybe my words are not the best in English. No, it's not a war, but if it, there's there's talking about if yeah. food, if if gastronomy, it's really an art or not. Mm. And I believe it's a combination of both. Yeah. I believe when you are doing a plate, when you are uh, doing a recipe, finding a balance between sweet, sour, uh, spicy, acidity, textures, crunchy, yeah. uh, all of that, it's part of what it's, the art comes from. Mm -hmm. no? But yeah. once you finalize that and you want to replicate it, yeah. no, it's more like something like craft. art. Like art craft. You yeah, know, exactly. I think... The more artists that I talk to, the more I think it's all the same because music is like that too. You know, you write a piece and you practice it and, and then, then you just, you just repeat it. Yeah. It's the same. And I, and I also think, you know, you're right when we talk about like you have this beautiful polished front and then everything messy on the back. It's different, but I think there's a version of it for every artist. There's some, there's some version. Like I was, I was interviewing a sculptor a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how... For her, it's like sometimes she thinks about intention, like having a plan, mm -hmm. and sometimes she just thinks about inspiration. So I think that's also like, you know, it's like the performance in like the busy kitchen or, yes. you know, and then maybe it's like inspiration or like my plan, you know, like there's some version of like the thing and like the other thing, you know, I think we all have some kind. Yeah, of thing. no, you're right. And I mean, here sometimes you are just full of too much little uh, works yeah. that might sound yeah. silly but like cleaning onions like cleaning the kitchen yeah. like just doing schedules that little things that can take you yeah. time that like you said even if you want to planify something that those little things can take you out of Totally. That and yeah, having that balance. You run out of time or 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 something not to do. So it's just about finding yourself yeah. in between of those things to not get lost and just right. And that's the practice. And that's the thing that like, if you are a creative yeah. and you're a person who's going to stay creative, that's what that's where like the magic is. And sometimes you are just cleaning that. And at that moment, the sparks come like, yes. oh, you know what? We can do this. And yeah. then everybody looks at you like, what are you saying? What's going on with you? I do the same thing. Like, yeah. 
uh, doing something else and then an idea. But yes. for me, it, it has to be like that. If I sit and try to have an idea, yeah, no, you know, yeah. It won't work. Well, um, right. I've been looking at all of your pictures and for like the last six weeks and just it's everything is so <laughs> beautiful. I'll t- I'm, I'm going to eat here so that I, that I can yes. tell everybody. Um, so I like to just ask people at the very, very end, quick, what is your dream project today? Like, what's your dream? What's your dream project? My dream project. I mean, you told us your big dream. Yes. But maybe like, I don't know. Well, I mean, that big dream has been changed since I came to America. No. Uh, If I stay here, I would like to kind of like run an empire about around Mexican food. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. But that's more about like the business. No. Uh, It has nothing to be with the art, maybe, or that inspiration. Uh, but at the end, I mean, it, it has to be part of it, no? Uh, but I always say that, no, when I started, I was single, so yeah. I do it because I like it. Now I have my family, so yeah. in order to support the best and provide yeah. my family with the best is w- how I... S- yeah. And it will come, it will, when your kids are older, like, it will just, you know, it will keep changing. Um, great. I love it. Okay. The very last thing, just tell people where they can find what, what's the website and Facebook and. So, well, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to pronounce in English. No, we because. can spell it. Yeah. Jalisco Norte. Yes. That's um, the, well, that's, that's perfect. That's better. Yeah. Um, so J A L I S C O N O R T E dot com. Dot com. Yeah, exactly. So that's the website. We have Instagram. Uh, we do have Facebook. Uh, we are located in Dallas, Texas. And I mean, right now, this is the only restaurant uh, by the moment. So I have a seasonal menu that I like to, to change like yeah. with, with the seasons. And uh, I mean, just to let people know that they're going to have a different experience than another Mexican restaurant yeah. from America. No? So yeah. I like people come with an open mind. You have to try something new, something different. I love it so much, Jose. Thank you so much for talking with me. It has been just such a pleasure. Thank Thank you. you Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.